There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Amen. Uh, my wife and I, were not very big movie people, but when I was a kid, you know, you watch sort of every Disney movie available, and uh, one, of, one of my, well, my, my daughter likes it now, but my sister used to like it, was The Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid. That's what my sister used to say. It was cute at the time. If she said it now, it's gross. Um, in The Little Mermaid, the, the mermaid, the main character, Ariel, is very fascinated with the human world. Uh, Ariel's a mermaid, by the way. And she stumbles across this, a fork, right? And what, what she does is she asks her friend, who is a supposed expert on humans, the seagull, Scuttle, uh, what is it? What is this? And what is it used for? And Scuttle the seagull replies, the thing is a what? See, if only Janice read the Bible as much as she knew Disney movies, man. <laughs> Scuttle the seagull says that this fork is a dingle hopper and tells Ariel that it is used to comb hair. And that's why we get this picture of Ariel combing her hair with a fork. Now, as we look at this and as we watch this, even as a young child, we think, oh, that's hilarious and also stupid at the same time. Why? Because we know what it is. It's a fork. It's not a spoon. It's not a knife. It's a fork. And a fork is used for what? It's not used to comb hair, but it's used to eat food with. Even, even little children know that, and that's why they find this hilarious. See, when we take something and we don't know what it really is and what it's really for, we can really mess it up. We can really mess it up. Just leave it on there. I think people are enjoying the picture. The gifts of the Holy Spirit, I believe, is one of these things. It can be really misunderstood. You know, there are a lot of different versions and ideas of what the gifts of the Holy Spirit are and how they should be used. And so tonight what I want to do is I want to present to you through the Word of God what the gifts of the Holy Spirit are. And I know even in this room we have quite a lot of variation in terms of our Christian uh, culture and background and what you think about the Holy Spirit and, and your view about how the workings of the Holy Spirit and the giftings go, and that's fine. But I want to present to you, I just want to answer four questions tonight, okay? And I, I need you to sort of stick with me, okay? And these are the four questions that I want to answer tonight. Number one, what is a spiritual gift? Number two, what are the spiritual gifts given to us by the Holy Spirit? So what are they? Why are they given to us? And finally, how are we meant to approach them? Okay, so we're going to go through these four questions and I'm hoping that by the end of today, that we would have a, a, a biblical understanding of what the gifts of the Holy Spirit are. Okay? Now, as I said, this is, you know, the whole Holy Spirit series has been a little bit on the controversial side. 
today is probably the, the most controversial, and that's why I'm just going to stick to these four questions, and uh, hopefully we'll go from there. Okay, here we go. What is a spiritual gift? The Bible, in the Bible, there is never a definition of spiritual gift. It never says a spiritual gift is da-da-da-da-da-da, okay, or a gift of the Holy Spirit. But there are plenty of verses that speak about what they are. And so I want to use two definitions for us to look at uh, that summarize the term spiritual gift. And the first one is this. The the first one is charismata, which is the Greek translated word for word gift. So when they say gift of the Holy Spirit, it's the charismata of the Holy Spirit. And that's where you get the term charismatic or the charismatic church. Okay? They have a very high focus on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The, the word means gifts of grace and refers to gifts or special abilities God has given believers through the Holy Spirit. Okay? So that's the first, first one. Here's the second one. A spiritual gift is a special divine empowerment bestowed on each believer by the Holy Spirit to accomplish a given ministry God's way according to His grace and discernment to be used within the context of the body of Christ. It's a gift. Okay, simply put, it's a gift that the Holy Spirit gives to each of the believers, right? And that's what it says, right? It's a gift bestowed onto each believer for to, accom- uh, to accomplish a given ministry, God's way according to His grace within the context of the body of Christ. It means that you can't earn it. The gifts of the Holy Spirit, you can't earn it. You can't just pick it up. You can't just go, okay, you know what? I I want this. And then it just goes, oh, yeah, I'll just go and do that. No, it's a gift. It's a gift given to us. Okay? And and it's a gift from God for the sake of helping us with the mission of our lives, that is to love God, love His people, build the church, and expand God's kingdom. They're meant to help us and strengthen each other other. Okay, so that's what a spiritual gift is. Now, I'm going to talk now about what are the actual spiritual gifts that are given to us uh, by the Holy Spirit. Now, what does the Bible say? Well, the Bible tells us in a numerous a bunch of passages that there are numerous gifts, and there are different people that are given different gifts for the sake of God's kingdom. Okay, Now, I'm going to read these passages, the three major passages in the Bible, and I'm going to read them, and I'm going to identify the different gifts, and I'm going to define those gifts, but I'm not going to talk or discuss any more about the specific nature of each gift. You can do that in your own time. The the reason why I'm doing this is because there's a lot. There's a lot of spiritual gifts, and some you may be familiar with, and some you might, might not be. So, I want to encourage you. You know... Can I just tell you right now, sleeping is not a gift of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Sleeping is not. You know who I'm talking to, right? You know who you are, who I'm talking to right now. Don't look around. Don't don't put people on the spot, okay? Just sat in the back row. Just saying. Romans chapter 12, verse uh, verse 3 to 8. Here we go. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more higher than you ought But rather, think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. 
For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is, if it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Okay? Now, let's go. What are the gifts? Okay? I just, I just want to define them through that. Okay? They should be listed. Here we go. Prophecy. Okay, prophecy gets a bad rap. Okay, let me just define it. To speak forth the message of God to his people. In Greek, the word prophecy literally means foretelling of the will of God. Okay, to speak forth the message of God to his people. It's just, prophecy is just saying what God is thinking to his people. Okay, don't make it mystical. Don't make it mysterious. Okay, let's just keep the terms what they are meant to be. Now, service. Serving, to identify undone tasks in God's work and use available resources to get the job done. Okay, what else is there? Teaching, to instruct others in the Bible in a logical, systematic way so as to communicate truth in a way people can understand. As I'm reading these out, right, these are gifts, right? You will notice that there are people in our church that it is, it is obvious that they have these gifts, Okay. Now, remember, these are gifts from God given to His people for the sake of the kingdom. Okay? Here we go. Exhortation slash encouragement. To come alongside someone with words of encouragement, comfort, consolation, or counsel to help them to be all God wants them to be. Who's that? Well, there's a few people in our church. Giving. To share what material resources you have. The gift of leadership. To stand before the people in such a way as to attend to the direction of the body with such care and diligence so as to motivate others to get involved in the accomplishment of these goals. The gift of mercy. To be sensitive toward those who are suffering, whether physical, mental, or emotional, so as to feel genuine sympathy. I love that, right? Genuine sympathy. With their misery, uh, yeah, with their misery, speaking words of compassion, but more so caring for them with deeds of love to help alleviate their distresses. What was that? There was like nine, seven, eight, right? Just in that passage, right? These are spiritual gifts. Okay. Second passage, one Corinthians twelve seven to ten reads this. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between Spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of this is another list of spiritual gifts. Okay, let me quickly go through the ones that weren't mentioned. Wisdom. To apply knowledge to life in such a way as to make spiritual truths quite relevant and practical in proper decision-making and daily life situations. The gift of knowledge. To seek, as, uh, to, seek to learn as much about the Bible as possible. The gift of faith. 
to be firmly persuaded to God's power and promises to accomplish His will and purpose and to display such a confidence in Him and His Word that circumstances and obstacles do not shake that conviction. Ah, That's a good one. Faith. Healing. To be used as a means through which God makes people whole either physical, emotional, mentally, or spiritually. Healing. Miraculous powers to be, to be enabled by God to perform mighty deeds which witnesses acknowledge to be of supernatural origin and means. Okay? I'm not making this up. I'm not talking about some superhero, okay? This is what the Bible is telling us. The gift of discernment to clearly distinguish truth from error by judging whether the behavior or teaching is from God, Satan, human error, or human power okay the gift of tongues to speak in a language not previously learned so unbelievers can hear god's message in their own language or the body be edified and then finally the interpretation of tongues to translate the message of someone who has spoken in tongues okay i'm just going through the list of the gifts that are written in the bible Okay, now finally, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 13. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. There's a few extra ones in there. Apostle, gift of apostleship. To be sent forth to new frontiers with the gospel, providing the leadership over church bodies and maintaining authority over spiritual matters to do with the church. These are the guys that go and start new things. They're the crazy ones. Apostle. Okay? Evangelists. The gift of evangelism. To be a messenger of the good news of the gospel. One of my friends has the gift of evangelism. It doesn't matter who he sits next to. He's talking about Jesus. It's crazy. It doesn't matter what situation he's in. It's like, you know, the guy who sits on the plane, 10-hour flight next to him. Oh, my God, 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 God. <laughs> That's 10 hours of Jesus talk right there, you know. Uh, pastor, to be responsible for spiritually caring for, protecting, guiding, and feeding a group of believers entrusted to one's care. See, see I love that one because pastor, isn't, it, it's not a title. It's a gift. All of our life group leaders, they, they were pastors. Because that's, that's what fits the definition. You know, there's a few more in the Bible that aren't mentioned in those three passages. There's the gift of administration. Um, there was, there's a guy who used to come to our church, um, D. Jang, had the gift of administration. Uh, wonderful administrator. Um, gift of helps. People just naturally good at helping. Gift of hospitality. Uh, my wife. Uh, huge gift of hospitality. Uh, there's a few more as well. But there are a lot, right? And, and out of that list, right? And as I said, I, you know, I'll, I'll, if you want to go and read more about the specific ones, you know, go for it. There's heaps. There's heaps. Some that we can understand. Some are more obvious, like leadership. You know, hospitality. Some, you know, we don't. A little bit more difficult to understand, like mercy or tongues. Some we see are more obvious, some we see are more subtle. But that, uh, that, that's the list of gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, t- okay, I'm still just telling you what the Bible said, okay? Okay, I'm not giving you my opinion about this. I'll get there, okay? I'll tell you why. Okay, 
Third question, why were they given? And I think this, this is where we really start to, you know, we, we, we need to start to understand this. Why were the gifts of the Holy Spirit given to us, the believers? Okay? And the answer is found in the verses that we just read. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says this. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. The common good. Okay? Ephesians 4, 12, 13. To equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Okay? So there are two reasons why the spiritual gifts are given to us. The gifts of the Holy Spirit exist for us. Number one is this, for the common good. Spiritual gifts were never given to us for personal satisfaction. The Holy Spirit never empowered and gave us spiritual gifts so that we could feel good about ourselves or we could feel better about ourselves compared to someone else that didn't have a spiritual gift. Okay? The Bible tells very clearly for the common Good. And I think this is where a lot of misunderstanding happens with the way that the spiritual gifts are used in our Christian lives. So many times we see that it's not used for the common good, but used for me, to build me up, to, to take care of my own insecurities, for me to feel good about myself. It's used selfishly, but it was never meant to be like that. It was meant to be given for the common good, the community of believers. That's why. That's why we were given the spiritual gifts. And secondly, it was to equip his people for works of service. These spiritual gifts were given so that we can use them. Let me say that again. They were given so we can use them. Not for ourselves, but for serving the body of Christ. To help people reach unity in the faith and spiritual maturity. The gifts were given to us to strengthen us. Yes, to strengthen us, to empower us for the mission. For the mission that we exist on this planet for. And that is to love God and to love people. To build His kingdom. God wants us to use these gifts for that mission. Let me repeat that. Spiritual gifts are meant to be used to love God, love people, but not love yourself. It's about God's kingdom and the people He pursues. really clear. Final question is this. If they are the, if that's the spiritual gifts and that's the list of the spiritual gifts and the reason why we have those spiritual gifts is to use them for the community, for the church, for the kingdom. How should we approach them? How should we approach them? Now, can I, can I tell you this? I don't want to say people have got it wrong because I don't want to be the one that thinks that I've got it right and everyone else has got it wrong. And I'm not saying that at all. But we live in a community where there are two extremes. Okay? We sit between two extremes. There's one side of the community of our Christian faith. And, and I, I call them brothers and sisters. They're family. Okay? But their view of the Holy Spirit is on one side. is They are very uh, in tune with the Holy Spirit. And there's a lot of emphasis 
on the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the giftings of the Holy Spirit. And then you got on the other side, the I guess we would say the more conservative church, okay, that would um, biblically acknowledge the gifts of the Holy Spirit, uh, but maybe not go as far as using them or being a focus uh, in their faith. And I think that, that we sit between two extremes, and I think uh, spiritually that's the culture we live in, okay? And what I want to do is I just want to, I, I just want to state this, how, how we should approach them, okay? And I think this is really important. I think this is the way we need to approach spiritual gifts, okay? We should desire them. We should use them, but we should not idolize them. Okay, let me say that again. To do with spiritual gifts, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we as believers, we should desire them, we should use them, but we should not idolize them. Now, let me break that down. Number one, we should desire them. Okay, 1 Corinthians 14, 4 says this, Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Now, don't get all funky about this word prophesy. Okay, go back to the definition of prophesy. It's just to tell other people the word of God. Okay, now, the Bible tells us, okay, I'm not telling you this. The Bible tells us, earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. Earnestly desire them. And you know what? Why not? Why shouldn't we? They are from God. And it's a gift. Funny enough, we desire birthday gifts, we desire Christmas gifts, Father's Day gifts, which is in three weeks' time. <laughs> Just letting all the mums know, okay? Why would we not desire a gift from God? Why do we go, oh, I don't know about that one? What, just because you don't understand it? Just because you don't? You've seen some funky things in the past. And I think this is on, on one side of the extreme. It's like, well, I, I, I'm going to stay away from that theme. I'm going to stay away from the, the, the theme of the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it's like, no, no, the, the Bible says we should desire them. Why do we get so suspicious? And the reason why is because we have not believed in God and we have made this answer from our own experience. Because you know what the Bible says, James 1.17, every good gift and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation of shadow or turning. All good gifts are from God. All good gifts are from the Father. It's our inability to love and to trust Him that we become suspicious about spiritual gifts. And we go a little bit like, oh, I don't know. But the Bible tells us clearly to desire them. And it tells us clearly that all good gifts are from God. If God said to you, I'm going to want to give you a million dollars, everyone would be like, amen, hallelujah, right here. You know, PSP, 062, you know. Like, we would do that 100%. And yet, and yet suddenly we read these gifts and we're like, oh, I don't know if I really want that one. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I want the gift of mercy. You know, oh, that give gift. Oh, you know, why not? It's a gift from God. 
for his kingdom. It's not for you. It's not about what you want. It's for the common good. We should desire them. We should desire them. Secondly, we should use them. We should use these gifts. 1 Peter 4.10, each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in various forms. Why would you receive a gift and never open it? What does that say about the person that gave you the gift? It's you don't trust them. If I gave a gift to my wife, and she said thanks and left it there for years and years and years, how would I feel as the giver of that gift? I would feel pretty dirty. God gives us these gifts. And as I said, if we go back to that list, that I'm, as I see our community, there are gifts littered everywhere. But you know what the saddest thing is? There are gifts that are not even opened yet. That might be because you're suspicious. That might be like maybe the church, as a church, we haven't given you opportunity to use it. The Bible says, use whatever gift. Use whatever gift to serve others. Faithfully admission, God's grace in various forms. Use it for us. Don't let it go to waste. Don't let it go to waste. Finally, we should desire them. We should use them. But we should not idolize them. We should not idolize them. I'm missing a page of my sermon. Amen. There it is. Exodus 23 and 4. You shall have no other gods before me. This is out of the Ten Commandments, by the way. You shall not make for yourself an image in form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water below. We should desire spiritual gifts. We should use spiritual gifts, but we should never idolize them. Idolatry is when we put anything anything above God. Even good stuff. Even when we put good stuff about above God, we are idolizing. <laughs> We're idolizing that. And God has said, black and white, do not create idols. When anything becomes more important than God in our lives, that becomes our idol. Sadly, one of the best things that we're good at as humans is taking good things, even like great things from God, and we make them idols, giving them greater worth and value than God himself. But remind, let me remind you tonight, the gift is never greater than the giver. The gift is never greater than the giver. The most important thing in our lives is God and the relationship that we have with Him, not the gifts He gives to us. They're fantastic. 
The gifts that God gives to us, man, I'm re- I was reading that list and I was like, God, why didn't you give me that one? Why didn't you give me that one? Why didn't you give me that one? They're good things. They're good things for the sake of building the community of God. How fantastic is that? But when we start to make that gift and how we use that gift greater than God himself, we have missed the point. The gift is never greater than the giver. I don't know if you've done your taxes. But the tax office says, right, this is their line when we do deductions and all that jazz. The tax office says this. We want to give you back exactly what you deserve. Nothing more, nothing less. And I think that's exactly where we need to be when we go and approach the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Remember what I said, right? One side of the spectrum, there's too much emphasis. There's too, I'm just saying, there's too much emphasis on spiritual gifts. And sometimes they can flirt with the line of idolatry. I'll tell you an example of that. Someone once said, not to me, I heard this from a secondary source. They went to a church and they said, if you cannot speak in tongues, you are not a Christian. I said, excuse me? I can use my tongue, whatever I want. You know, like, that, that, I believe that line in itself is flirting. That's flirting with uh, idolatry. It's putting tongues, the gift of tongues, greater than the giver of the tongues. You know what I'm saying? See, that's one spectrum. Right? That's one side of the spectrum where they can flirt with, with one line of uh, the, uh, the line of idolatry. But the other side of the spectrum, there's a complete negligence of spiritual gifts. And I tell you what this flirts with? It flirts with the complete rejection of what God has given to us. God gave us these gifts. It's, it's you know, people like, you know, but, you know, context and whatnot. And I'm like, mm, you know, I'm just reading my Bible. And that's what the Bible says. So I don't know how you're going to work that out in your own heart. Friends, we should want them. We should. You should pray for them. You should. And then, if you have them, or if God gives them to you, you should use them. Use them. It's so sad watching people that are so gifted by God and they don't do anything. But we should not idolize them. Struggling with this word today. We should not put the gift above where it belongs. Nothing less, nothing more. That's how we should approach the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This is how the Holy Spirit moves in our lives. And what's the end goal? 1 Peter 4, 10 11. Each of you should use whatever gift you have to receive, uh, you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. Anyone who serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory 
and the power forever and ever and ever. I said, Amen. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are ultimately for God. So, don't be scared of them. Don't start freaking out when the guy next to you starts speaking some funky language. It's just, he'll be just speaking Chinese and you just don't know what Chinese sounds like. You know, who knows? You know? Don't be scared if you have a great desire to help people and you're like, well, there's no ministry. There's no ministry called Helps Ministry, so I don't know where to start. No, don't be scared, but use that. Find a place to use that. But be aware. Don't idolize them. Don't idolize the gifts. They are not greater than God. They will never be greater than God. But they all use it for God. I pray tonight, like we have this whole series, that as the Word of God speaks about the Holy Spirit, and tonight speaks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that, that we would have a better understanding of what the Bible says. We would have a better understanding of who God is through the Holy Spirit, and that that would draw us closer to Him, not make us more suspicious and run away. You know, tonight I pray that you would desire the gifts. I do. You know, I, I pray that for some of you, you would, you would pray tonight, God, give me this gift. Give me this gift so I can love you more, that I can serve you. You know, for some of you, you know what gift you have. You're just not using it. You know, we encourage all of our members in our church, hey, get involved in a ministry. Everyone's got something and you, everyone's got something to contribute. That's exactly what the Bible says. Everyone's got something to contribute. So how are you contributing in this body? How are you contributing in this body? But thirdly, be sober-minded. Sober judgment. Don't idolize these gifts. They're just gifts. They're not God. We're not meant to worship these gifts. We're meant to worship God. Be grateful for the gifts. But don't idolize them. Let me pray.